0: Before we begin this episode of Rate That Album, we would need to discuss the fact that we are going to be going into some triggering territory. We will be discussing uh, serious themes of sexual abuse, sexual misconduct, pedophilia. Um, So, this is things that we want to put ahead of time. Um, Also, note that while we do review albums, at the heart of what we do, we are a comedy uh, podcast and we crack a lot of jokes. So, as you listen, please understand that we are not condoning anything that will occur, uh, that has occurred, um, or that comes up during this podcast. It does not reflect anything of our personal views. We are simply discussing things and putting it into a lens that is a little bit more palatable. Thank you. And welcome to "Wait, Help them the back and forth podcast review with myself, Paul Moadib, and my wonderful, amazing friend who likes to hide in closets and cabinets, Joe Fremming. Joe, how are you doing, sir?
1: <laughs> oh, Paul. <Yeah. laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing all right. You know. You know. I'm, I don't have a. You know. I'm not you know leaving a cherry pie with a slice taken out of it and you know i'm allergic to cherry pies paul trapped in the closet (laughs) we messaged each other and we brought you brought up the fact that twin peaks really prepared us for something trapped in the closet it did it really did that was something that R. Kelly did.
0: I needed Twin Peaks to fucking navigate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Paul. <laughs> yep. Okay. I was blind. Now, this was a request um, from a listener, Annie in Florida. Um, so thank you, Annie, for that. Um, holy fuck. This is a thing. So when they Annie reason why Annie brought this up to me Joe was they had listened to our Hulk Hogan one and was like that was hilarious listen you talk about like the Bubba the Large Sponge thing by the way are you familiar with R Kelly's trapped in the closet and I was like no and I'll be honest with you I wasn't really familiar with anything R Kelly like I knew there were some allegations I knew there was some things but Joe I have really. You and I talked about a little bit before the podcast, both both of you and I were only really familiar with R. Kelly from I Believe I Can Fly.
1: Yeah, from the Space Jam
0: soundtrack. From the Space Jam soundtrack. R. Kelly was not the type of music I was really into. There's just nothing to me interesting about R. Kelly musically that I didn't feel a thousand other artists were doing. And tell me if you disagree with that.
1: Oh, I agree. Uh, except my experience. Please. change. So when this was suggested, I laughed so hard. You did. You did. I will admit because, that you did. Uh, I am very familiar with Trapped in the Closet, Paul. Me and my buddy were drinking one night. We went to another friend's house. Uh, our mutual friend, Dan. Dan had this on DVD. And he's like, you guys... Really should just check, just check out like a few chapters of it. And, you know, we're like, yeah, R. Kelly, I don't know. And we watched all 20 chat, 22 chapters, <laughs> just mystified, laughing, crying, just not believing what the fuck. we. Because I was familiar with the concept of trapped in the closet. I just thought it was an R&B song. I had no idea. It is the weirdest, most insane, batshit comedy thing. Unintentional comedy at times, too, that I have ever, ever experienced. I, I By the end, I was sweating and, like, tears in my eyes. <laughs> and, like, because I went in blind like you did. So when I knew you were going in blind, <laughs> yep. I was laughing so hard because... I knew the shock to your system that this was gonna be. <laughs> okay. This is not from the mind of a healthy person. <laughs> it's not like it's like you know what we know about R. Kelly now. R. Kelly's a monster. We know, mm-hmm. it's just that this is such a fucked up thing for like a prof- like a big named R and B artist to put out. Like there it's you know. bizarre.
0: The one, the one, the only thing you really told me was uh, it was a a line along the lines of, Oh yeah. And a midget's going to shit on itself. And I was like, what? Like, I I wasn't sure what the hell you were talking about because I, it, it did not. R Kelly, (laughs) R Kelly album and a midget shitting itself. And I'm using the term midget by the way, because it's used in the song. Keep that in mind. Okay. I'm going with R Kelly's nomenclature. I understand. It's not cool. I get it. And if you're upset with it, I get it, but I'm sticking with the nomenclature. Um, I holy fuck, dude! I was not prepared. There was nothing outside. Literally, as I'm watching this, I am like thanking God. I am a David Lynch Twin Peaks fan <laughs> because I'm able to map somehow. And Joe, I typically only listen to an album three times. I, you know, Joe, I have listened to this non-fucking stop. I went beyond one and twelve, one to twelve. I went to everything and watched <laughs> the whole goddamn thing because I was like, "This is the most batshit thing I have ever fucking seen, heard." It is the Tommy was so of musical operas, um, and the thing that blows my mind is, people liked it. Like, I was talking with, with Annie a little bit, and oh, she oh. was... Ex-
1: I fucking love this. <laughs> I fucking love Trapped in the Closet. And that's, like, it's, you know, there's a lot of conflicting emotions mm-hmm. with that, considering, again, R. Kelly's a fucking monster. Monster. And he's monster. in prison, and deservedly so. <laughs> and we're going to get into that. Because but, again, it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, I... He's a monster, yes, but he's also, like... An insane genius for this shit. And here's the thing, and this is one of the things I kinda of wanna talk about. Just because you call somebody a genius doesn't mean they're a good person. Like I think we've gotten Correct. in this I think we've gotten into this weird if you call somebody smart or a genius, automatically they're peer is driven snow. So they're not. A lot of smart people, really smart people, really talented people are fucking terrible human beings. But this is a fucking bizarre slice of genius that came from a fucking i don't know where this was inspired how this even came to be but i fucking love trapped in the closet paul like even the weird Al yankovic parody couldn't even he tried to parody it and it's like it was less nuts than the source which is probably has to be a first for weird al so yes and I,
0: i knew the weird al parody from from Weird Al because I'm a big Weird Al fan, but I never went back and listened to it. I didn't understand. I wish I had. I really wish I had because I just assumed it was like just this one long song that R. Kelly did on an album. I did not understand the scope of yep. what was going on. Okay? So that's how I
1: went into this in back probably like 2008. I just I just thought it was just like. I remember people saying it was weird or whatever and they didn't really get it. But then like RB at that time wasn't really on my radar, so it didn't it didn't register with me until I actually sat down and saw it and I was just fucking gobsmacked. <laughs> like I couldn't believe it. Like again, this is from somebody who is, you know, a big name R B artist, and he throws something out there that fucking Frank Zappa would do. This is on the
0: lines of Zappa. And the fact that anyone let this happen is insane. Um. It, uh, oh my God. Okay, <sighs> Joe. There's you so know, much. honestly, Joe I don't there.
1: think a Zappa movie would be as fucking. I don't know. Two thousand. It's as, as, like it's coherent video, and it's hilarious as this. This is just like there's things that he's just doing and saying and talking about and like he <laughs> the way he phrases things and like. It's just—it's just, it's just whole, again, like you said, it's like Tommy Wiseau. It's like it, it's like an alien decided to do a hip hop, R and B rock opera, but based yeah. on slowly uh, all the characters slowly on the fact that they've only watched soap operas.
0: Yes, yes. So, oh boy, Joe, there's so much craziness. We're gonna—I I don't know how. Ah, uh, well, thank God we got two more albums to do after this. Because there is so much,
1: yeah. We're true. only going to do up to twelve because that's technically what the album ends on. Yes, and then like for the other parts, I think those are all just like uh, DVD, Blu-ray releases. So, but we'll get to them. We're going to get to them. Well, and and the thing is,
0: mm. we're going to get to the big package, Paul. Eventually, we're going to get to the big package, which is fuck, man. Okay. Let's start with R. Kelly because God damn it, grow So this is the other thing. I message you. Get. I don't know a lot about R. Kelly. I knew he was in the news. I knew a little bit, but that's just really. I
1: I, I knew like his stuff in the early two thousands when that tape I thing was right. like a tape with of him peeing on a girl. Yes. and then that happened. All of a sudden, like with Dave Alia, Chappelle, Alia, I forget oh, her name, uh, Aliyah. He, he was producing her, but like apparently they had a relationship, and she was like fifteen.
0: It gets we're gonna get into it's it.
1: Wor- yeah, and I know it's worse, but I remember all this stuff coming out, and then Chappelle show, Chappelle show calls him out. You know, it's kind of like the the Hannibal Burris thing when he made that joke about Bill Cosby being a mm-hmm. rapist, and then it kind of snowballed. I think Chappelle kind of helped snowball the R Kelly thing at that time because it was the I want a PPP on you. Yes. And then they have the remix. I want to poo, poo, poo. <laughs> I want to poo, poo, poo
0: on you. Yep. 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 So here's. God damn. All right. Let's. Okay. So when you told, because I messaged you and I had said, my God, he said that he has 85 of these things in the fucking vault. That it was reported like in 2010 um, that he had 85. Of these ready to go. And you said too bad. We'll never fucking hear him. Cause he's in, cause you know, he's away. And I'm like, oh, the conviction went through. And then I went down. a, yeah, he's hey.
1: a I don't think he'll, I think he'll die in prison.
0: He Joe, our Kelly will die in prison and rightfully fucking. So, so I went down a giant fucking rabbit hole to the point where I, it was like, i i I don't even know it's like its own thing It, it, it was it was like i know there's a movie i i'm sure there's a movie or a book that i read where i went what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck like it just got worse and worse and worse and i was like i cannot fucking believe this and how long this went on and i will admit And I told you this before we started, I even tried to get it to watch the surviving R. Kelly and I couldn't do it after reading everything, after doing the deep dive rabbit hole that I did. Joe, no, sir, (laughs) no, sir. So
1: he's 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 fucking monster. Uh, He's yeah. uh, And it's it's good. He'll die in prison. It's good. He'll die in prison.
0: He is, I think, 50 now, 56, and he is 31 years in prison. Yes. Yeah, so. He will He will not get out until he's 87. He will die in prison and he will not get paroles. And I'll explain how that's going to fucking do this because he is legitimately serving multiple consecutive sentences. <laughs> so parole is not even an option.
1: Yeah, no, uh, no, not with yeah. It's it's, and it's dark and yeah, and it's okay. Bad. It's real fucking bad, and the and it's upsetting that he got away with it for so long. Oh my god, Joe. Okay,
0: so Robert Sylvester Kelly, which is why he
1: calls himself Sylvester. Spoiler alert: when we get the fucking, hey, hey, hey. he's two different characters yeah. in this, Paul. Even though it's never explicitly told to us that until uh, ever, we just have to deduce it because all of a sudden there's the narrator and then there's Sylvester. Yeah, later? Like Yeah, yeah. Again, like a David after the Lynch. Package. It's like a David Lynch movie. <laughs> like, people just become different things. So,
0: fuck, man. So he grew up in the projects. He was in a choir. Um, he described early on that he had a girlfriend, Lulu. And that they were apparently, when he was eight years old with this Lulu, she was murdered um, in front of him by a bunch of kids um, basically um, fucking around, picking on them, and then pushing her into a fucking creek, and she fucking drowned. So... R. Kelly's trauma starts there. Then from age eight to fourteen, he was abused by an older female family member. Um, in uh, apparently Kelly's uh siblings um attest to this. Um and then <clears throat> R. Kelly was like not allowed to be outside. Um it really really fucking weird um then he later came out and said that uh, then at age 10 there was another male abuser so i mean people are i mean i'm not making excuses but understand that people are a product of their experiences you always have the ability to go in and get fucking whatever but i'm not making excuses but understand that when we look at things like this, there is usually, when we get into something that it's going to be as explosive as R. Kelly, there is a catalyst. And it's unfortunate that these are things that are not caught early on.
1: Yeah. So it, it, it doesn't excuse anything that he did, except nope. trapped in the closet, because now it kind of makes more sense. It re-
0: it's, 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 Joe, it's so many things. I was thinking it's flowers in the attic at one point. Um. So, so. All of this, R. Kelly found basketball and music. And then music became his thing. He realized basketball wasn't going to be it. So he in, started in 1989. Was in a group called MGM. <laughs> how they got away with that, I don't know. Oh, but, <laughs>
1: how long were they around before they... I mean, if they started getting more popular, if they were a more well-known act, you know, there would have been they, yeah, copyright or whatever.
0: Well, they, were, they, they got together in 1989, put out their first, uh, signed their contract in 1990. By 1991, so in, in, within a year, R. Kelly was already doing solo work, because um, they disbanded. So, th- it was MGM known as Musically Gifted Men. And they released a single called why you want to play me and um apparently there's a show called big break i didn't wasn't aware of this that was hosted by natalie cole and that's where they performed and from that people saw kelly and when he's the talented one um and they performed a song called all my love which Became the demo for his "She's Got That Vibe." So basically, he took the song that they did as this group and made it his own, which is also has implications. But as we can get in the Clearance Clearwater revival some other time, Joe. So then, in 1991, he signed with Jive Records. The same year that Twin Peaks was released, coincidence? I don't know.
1: I don't. Oh my God! So. There's no. That's, there's no there's, that's a there's no coincidence there, Paul. Like again, this is. This is at times this like you know we're gonna be talking about the album, but if you watch the the movie, yeah, this is mul- this is like there's like Mulholland Drive vibes going on. There's Lost Highway vibes. There's Fire Walk with Me happening.
0: Joe, it is a Lynch. It is it is honestly a load. It's, a, an, it's a, David a, it's a Lynch.
1: Lynch by Tommy Wiseau.
0: Yes, million percent, million percent. So we'll get to this, but in 1994. R. Kelly's already now producing music for Aaliyah, Janet Jackson, Changing Faces, and he's co lining with Salt and Pepper. Um, in 1995, came I believe you can I believe I can fly, and this is the one that exploded him. And I think you and I were like, this is so saccharine. this is so whatever. It's Space Jam. It's so immediately I was like, I want
1: nothing to do with it. I I I just remember hearing it, and that was it. Like I didn't really listen to the, a lot of radio, and like when I watched like MTV, it's usually like Alternative Nation or 120 minutes sort of stuff. Yep. So yeah, it yep. was just it was just not on my radar. Like I was aware it existed. I just and and for that's me, where it began and ended with me until I like was a decade later, decade plus <laughs> later when <thinks laughs> my Dan, brain melted.
0: Things a Dan. I was Headbangers Ball, 120 Minutes, and Oddities. That was my MTV thing. So I was seeing, like, Ween and, like, the Talking Heads combined with, like, fucking Soundgarden and um, fucking, you know, um, uh, Rollins and, you know, just the, the heavier shit that was going
1: on at the time. You know, we, um, need, we need a Beavis and Butthead of them watching the entire Trapped in the Closet. Mike Judge, we just made you a fortune. Give us our check. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) You got that one for free, Mike. Well, it's kind of like I said. I I said, you know, look, um, say, I got an idea for a Scooby-Doo movie. It's for a Scooby-Doo crossover. Scooby Doo and the Guar of Chaos. Give me my check, Warner Brothers. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so I'd watch it. <laughs> I everyone would watch it. It'd be amazing. Why not? They did like the fake vampire girls. Bring in fucking Otis. You can bring him Otis. He can fucking come back in another voice. He's dead, Paul. I'm they saying him it, the give... Viking
1: funeral and everything.
0: But I'm just saying, you could get someone to do the voice. I mean, get Bruce Campbell. I don't care. Somebody. There's more money for you, Warner Brothers. Bruce Campbell as Odorous. It's done. It's Everyone will see it. Um, so that becomes like the big thing that blows him up. He becomes basically a household name. Everybody wants to do something with him. Jay-Z, Nas, fucking Celine Dion, everybody wants to work with r kelly because it is blowing up and he goes on and does best of both worlds with jay-z and he does his album the chocolate factory and then from 2004 to 2005 he does some more stuff we move on double up untitled um does you know going on he's doing a whole bunch of shit and then we start getting into the 2000s like 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 then he does a song fucking a okay so let me get into, you know, the whole trap in a closet thing, and I'll, and we'll, we'll definitely get to that, but I'm skipping over some things. But the most telling fucking thing, so he does black panties, the buffet, and then later he put out a 19-minute song on SoundCloud called I Admit, which was a response to his fucking accusers, okay?
1: It's kind of like the OJ. Remember when OJ wrote that book, If I Did It? If I Did It?
0: Right right this is exactly that i i mean let's get into this because god damn it this is joe it goes as far back as 1996 um that stated that in 1991 when he was 24 years old doing his first solo album he was fucking a 15 year old um and encouraging her to recruit her school friends into orgies. In 1998, he was settled for $250,000. Okay. Then going back to 1991, we talked a little bit about Aaliyah. Did you know that it was Barry Hankerson's niece? And Barry uh, Hankerson um, was the founder of Blackground Records. And um, he introduced at age 12 fucking R. Kelly to Aaliyah and that there is a lot of different conflicting reports and things like that. But what is known is that in 1994, he got her a fake ID so they could get married in a secret ceremony because he knocked her up. He knocked her up and then her family found out and there was a lawsuit and they had the marriage annulled and expunged and Kelly and Aaliyah both at the time denied everything. And then later, shortly before her death, she uh, came out and said some things. And then in the trial, it came out that yes, he was doing things. This goes as far back as all of this is going on, then in two thousand two came the the pissing video, the infamous pee on you.
1: yeah, and that's kind of like when I first like kind of realized that he was such, he was like a fucking monster doing shit like this, you know, because I remember it was on the news and Chappelle show and stuff like that. I mean it was it was just weird because it it came up like, oh, that's fucked up. That's and then fu- like nothing happened. Nothing happened. What's the weird thing? It just kind of just vanished. So here's, like it was like a Mandela effect. Like,
0: am I the only one who remembers this shit? No, Joe, here's, here's the crate. Okay. So like I said, this gets, when I was reading all this and digging into all this and getting all this information, Joe, I just kept saying, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? Because again, this is a guy who in 2002 was with 21 counts of child pornography. And then was found later with the more 12 images of an of the underage girl who was in the pissing video that was fucking in a dog. He had stuffed in a duffel bag. Joe, there was pictures of the girl in the video that he stuffed into a duffel bag, and he posted $12,000 bond, was released, and. All charges were dropped due to lack of, quote, probable cause of the search warrants. So, because they fucked up the search warrants, he got off. Then, yeah,
1: like, that's like the premise to Nightmare in Elm Street, Paul. <laughs>
0: kind of that's why people that's burned them how out. Freddy Krueger got off that's exactly how Freddy Krueger got off and what happened people burned him so why the fuck R. Kelly wasn't burned in a fucking furnace with his fucking ugly sweaters and his claws I don't know but really I mean fuck man so then in 2008 there was a there was another 14 counts of this child pornography but the fucking The witness refused to test the the victim refused to testify and it was called off at the time. Kelly's own defense lawyer said, this guy's guilty as hell. What are you doing? (laughs) 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 His own defense lawyer came out and quoted this guy's guilty as hell. What the fuck's wrong with the system? (laughs) Joe, Joe, Joe. OJ's lawyer had a conversation with him and sat him down and said, Hey, OJ, I remember this. He said, OJ smoked a joint and had calmed down. And he said, this was my time. And I asked OJ what happened. And OJ said to me, if she hadn't answered the door with a knife, she would still be alive. His lawyer said this, okay, years later. On the day of fucking R. Kelly's acquittal, the lawyer is going, no, wait, he was supposed to, I was supposed to take his case. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Fuck. So then he got divorced in 2009, and oddly enough, the records were sealed as to what happened. Well, those records became unsealed in the 2020 trials, Guess why she fucking divorced him? Because she claimed oh, that he let was... Let me think here. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe, why did his wife divorce him? Come on, tell me.
1: Oh, you know. Uh, you know, that's just a real mystery, Paul. It's that's just real. You know, who does, Why did people do things, you know?
0: Back to the Scooby-Doo gang, man. We need them to solve this case. No, so she said... That it was because she, he was accused of molesting a preteen in 2009 that she was aware of that year. So she filed for divorce. His lawyers got that sealed. So no one knew that. And then again, all these people are quiet. Well, now, fucking six years later in 2015, he releases the buffet and this, um, kudos this Caroline, Motory uh, Tanari, I I butchered that name, but whatever, of the Huffington Post, used this interview for this album and was like, hey, wait a minute, what about all these sexual abuse things that happened in the past? Kudos to you, by the way, Caroline. Thank you. Someone needed to remember this shit happened when they were talking to him. And apparently, Kelly, I I could not find it. And I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I didn't look too deep for it. But apparently he started screaming at her, yelling at her, calling her a drunk, and was like, I'm done. I'm going to McDonald's.
1: <laughs> and well, you know, he needed, he needed to get a quarter pounder to calm down. <laughs> yeah, well, we know he's <laughs> going You know, he could have you know, gone to the... The strip club buffet And got some seafood Got some sushi
0: from the strip This is Miami Dade I mean it's
1: there (laughs) I'm sure Hogan would have suggested that I'm sure him Bubba the Love
0: Sponge Bubba the Love Sponge is right R. Kelly they're all eating the 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 sushi I'm sure it was now I'm convinced R. Kelly was the one who went Hey Hogan you should fuck his
1: wife (laughs)
0: Yep, <laughs> this happened. That, that's now a reality, Hogan. You could have blamed R. Kelly and gotten away with all of it. Um, so, so like, like this was this was the thing. This right here is the thing that started to get people to go. Wait a minute, there might be smoke to this fire. Literally, nineteen years later. From the first fucking allegation. It took an Huffington Post live interview. That was supposed to be a fluff one. For a fucking studio. For his 13th album. That set off this chain. So then BuzzFeed gets a hold of this. And. They interview. Three sets of parents. Who were claiming that R. Kelly. Was holding their children. In an abusive cult. Now. Kelly and the girls all said, no, this wasn't happening. Keep that in mind because we're going to jump back. Okay. Cause that's important. Then in 2018, the BBC airs this documentary called R Kelly sex girls and videotapes exploring these allegations and has interviews with one of the families. And so He then, Jesus Christ, Joe, Joe, remember
1: the big package? Remember the big package? How can you forget? It just kind of—it's one of the most (laughs) jarring parts of the whole fucking thing.
0: Joe, it's based in reality because R. Kelly was accused of misconduct by a former partner who claimed that Kelly intentionally infected her with an STD. Jesus Christ this guy's a monster I know I'm laughing But it's the absurdity of it It's the absurdity of it you guys Like it is just Crazy that all this Shit happened So then a year later The BBC gets a hold of another woman Who claims that she met R. Kelly in 2015 So now it's five years later And she's been telling this story For five fucking years That she took him to live with him and he was not alone but was with other women and he controlled every aspect of her life, where she could go, who she could talk to, who she fucked in the house. Joe, it is bad shit. So finally, finally, there is the Woman of Colors branch of the Time's Up movement. And the Time's Up movement was one of those uh, was like the um, was a branch that came about from the Me Too movement. Okay, so it was founded by by after the Me Too movement um, that um, because of Weinstein and kind of exposing people in Hollywood that have been getting away with shit for years. So finally, this woman of colors branch says, "Hey, wait a minute! R Kelly is a fucking monster, and we know it." So they started putting out boycotts and a social media campaign. I missed all this shit, Joe. I didn't know there was a Mute R. Kelly fucking campaign. Did you know this? No idea. I had no idea. Do you know what the fucker has the balls to say to this? He his management team came out with this statement. Uh This is an attempted lynching of a black man who has made extraordinary contributions to our culture. Holy fuck, Joe. Joe, that happened. That was his response to the women of color of this movement. Jesus Christ, Joe. So then Spotify that year says, hey, Maybe we should stop promoting his music. <laughs> Do you think Spotify? Huh? So, but they were cautious about how they did it. "Quote: We don't censor content because of an, art, an artist or creator's behavior, but we want our editorial decisions, what we choose to program, to reflect our values." The fuck. <laughs> the fuck so like they did like this rather than coming out and saying hey wait a minute there's a fucking issue here this is wrong there's where there's smoke there's fire there's all these things are coming out just out of the woodwork in 2018 like like the fucking floodgates are open and you have this company fucking walking the fucking tightrope of going well we don't want to well then two days later Apple and Pandora says yeah fuck that guy um of uh, Spotify reversed the decision, but Apple and Pandora said, we're sticking with this shit." So by the end of 2018, RCA finally dropped him because of the airing of surviving R. Kelly. And the musicians that collaborated on that were Celine Dion, Nick Cannon. Chance the Rapper, Lady Gaga and Jennifer Hudson who went as far as to have their songs that they did with R. Kelly removed from their catalog. This is how bad this was.
1: Well, no shit. Uh,
0: Well, now the question that I had, Joe and I don't know if you're at the same point I was, where I was going how the fuck was this guy doing all these things and the record companies didn't know the management companies didn't know.
1: Oh, they knew they had to have known. And Joe, you would be correct, sir. The one, yeah, there's no way these people is handlers and all that. Cause they're, they're the ones paying people off and shit. Like, yeah, they know
0: Joe, they know in 2018, the year, all this was blowing up back in May. Um, the Washington Post reporter, Jeff Edgars, again, give, I like to give people credit when they do the right fucking thing, wrote something called The Star Treatment, which was an article alleging music abuse and specifically the willful blindness to Kelly's behavior. Okay. Edgar reported that as back as early as 1994, Joe. Okay that the Jive Records founder told Kelly that he would not release his records if he continued to have indecent relationships with young women after every concert.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, labels know their shit, Paul. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like you can go, you know, you think like, Led Zeppelin's label didn't know they were fucking underage girls and shit in the 70s. They know. (laughs) They have retainer of lawyers on hand just to take care of shit like that. Not
0: only did they know, again, I'm going to continue this here because this is Calder in the article commented saying, quote, I regret not having done more at the time. Clearly we missed something. Clearly, clearly we missed something.
1: Jesus Christ Joe well it continues
0: the former president of of Jive Records told the newspaper that during 20 years of the labor label he never concerned himself with Kelly's private life and was unaware of the two lawsuits against him and his own label
1: yeah that's not uh, you're the president of a label and you have two lawsuits See, <laughs> You know about it. You know about it. You the, fucking know no, about it. Nobody's hiding that from the president. You're at the top. Mm-hmm. You can't claim ignorance at that. When you're at the top, you can't claim ignorance. It's just, it's not how this works.
0: So Larry Kahn, another Jive executive, said it wasn't their responsibility and pointed to Chuck Berry and Jerry Lee Lewis and said, Hey. They got promoted by their records, despite the fact that everyone knew they were involved with underage girls. Why would we do anything different?
1: That is the not the take. I think he thought <laughs> the hot take. Hot take, Larry Con. That I means that this is like, well, this the whole, like, uh, you know, like the two, wrong, two wrongs don't make a right, man. Like just because of. It was looked over like years before. Just, it wasn't right then. It wasn't right now. Like what the fuck? What the fuck, dude? I mean, Joe, that'd be like
0: that'd be like Hulk Hogan doubling down when the fucking when the racist videotape came down and went to WWE. and was like, hey, everyone used those words back in the fifties and sixties. Why can't I?
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just not, it wasn't even accepted. Here's the thing with like Jerry Lee Lewis. So, it was a scandal back then. He <laughs> didn't leave
0: the country, Joe. Yeah. He didn't like, come it... back. Roman Polanski left the fucking country. Yeah, that, he's another one of those fucking <sighs> monsters. A, he is another one of those monsters.
1: So then and he, he he tried to like his the whole Sharon Tate thing, like man, that doesn't excuse you raping a child in a hot tub, man. That just no. Nope. Or nope. allegedly, I don't you know. Wow. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> I
0: don't I I think you can drop the allegedly on the wrong. I think so too. I one. think he
1: was convicted in Kansas. absence.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, he was convicted in absence. Um so then they went to Epic Records. Again, Jeff Edgers did his, did his fucking due diligence on this. And Epic Records had the same kind of attitude. Um, in 2002, when he signed with them, David McPherson um, avoided viewing copies of the tape, uh, of the piss tape. And also warned, warned that Kelly's assistant, that if it turned out to be Kelly on the tape, that the label would drop him. But they didn't. At the same time, Kelly started fucking an intern at the label who she was fired for it. She was fired for it. And he was left alone. Um, The label also reported, Joe, that there was a room the girls would come in and he had a wing of the studio and said no one fucking go on this go into this wing this is this is the grossest part and then we're fucking done here um and they found urine stains on the carpet in those rooms um that there was that one night there was a glass of pee on the piano um that kelly's assistants they would lock them in a room and then Kelly's assistants would let them out to get food and go to the bathroom and then bring them back into this small room and lock them in. And that's what he did for several fucking albums, Joe. And no one did a fucking thing. Like, this is the thing that really upsets me about this particular one. You know, we talked a little bit about Hogan and, you know, whatever. That's that's That was two consenting, three consenting adults. Um... It's a bad sushi. <laughs> it's a bad sushi. This was almost 30 years, Joe. Because he's 59, 56 now. And he was in his early 20s. And he started all of this. Of people covering for 30 years of abuse. Because the guy did one good song in nineteen ninety-six.
1: Oh, well he was so- selling albums. That's the thing. If mm. he's if he's making them money, they're gonna protect it. It's an investment, man. And it's that's fucked up. It's fucked up to say that, but like they're gonna you know, they're these labels, they their only concern is making money. They're they're not gonna be the moral high ground of anything. No. And they're gonna protect A monster like R. Kelly, unfortunately.
0: And I'm not going to get all the legal things with this. Because there is a shit ton in New York. Uh, There's another one in in Illinois. Um, There's some shit that was going on in Miami. But essentially, it all came down um, in... (laughs) in (laughs) The, the, The big win for R. Kelly... Was they got a charge dismissed for the fucking transmission of the herpes to the victims the intentional transform when he was purposely giving people the package Joe Um oh, geez. <laughs> geez. this was the win this was the win, but he got nailed on racketeering on the man act, which is what they're trying what they're trying to get matt gates on um they got him on bribery. They got him on, uh, like a lot of like the, the 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 child pornography that came out of Illinois, but in New York, that didn't really go anywhere. And they got him more like the John Gotti type of thing, where they fucking got him on the racketeering and yeah. some of the uh, some of the uh, the the things you don't normally get someone on, you know, or like the ones that like okay, we're gonna get rid of this. This so anyways, the guy's serving like
1: a. Uh, oh. Was it a Rico they got him on? Like just a massive criminal conspiracy, just to get it all under one umbrella? Pretty much. Yes,
0: Joe, you nailed it. They like in in New York they got him on Rico,
1: okay,
0: in yeah. in Illinois they got him on the child pornography. And the yeah, same. he's no, he's going to die in prison and deservedly so. Yes, and it went to a grand jury and all these things, and basically he's serving something like two hundred and fifty-seven consecutive months so like how they did it was rather than having him serve the the new york time the 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 new york sentencing and then the illinois sentencing they said he's going to serve them concurrently which means he's serving them together but what that does is it eliminates any chance of parole because he is serving two terms at the time if that makes sense. Um, and then they got him again on another one where they basically dropped said, OK, we're adding another set of concurring. So they got him on three concurring fucking sentences and then added one more year because originally it was 31 years and they got him on 32 years.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, this is like. He got nailed like how like you brought up Gotti. This is like how they bring down like right. mafia guys.
0: This is exactly.
1: But they got him like, and it's good that they got him on that shit. Like, if, you know that he's lucky they gave him the concurrently because yeah, they yeah. didn't back. I mean that was that'd be a guaranteed death sentence. That'd be a guarantee. I mean, it still is. He's not getting yeah. out. But the I mean, and I think that if he ever but if did, he does survive to like <clears throat> eighty or whatever, and he gets out like. <laughs> Joe, would, he doesn't have much time. <laughs> I
0: honestly have- would not be surprised if some other charges came up. Like as I'm sure as- there
1: are. I'm sure there yeah. are. I'm sure there's a lot of there's prosecutors working on it just to extend it past the 30 years, just in the off chance. Yep, and I have, I firmly believe that. And you you nail it. So
0: this is exactly how they get mob bosses and things like this so when you have people that have witnesses tampering and you have all these people that like you can't really prove things are going on but you know things are going on then they start going after the technical shit and that's why they have these laws in the books because they can kind of go well we can't get you on this but we can get you on that and then they start doing the bartering
1: and usually at that point you know you're fucked and yeah so and it's like, it's also easier because instead of like multiple different trials for multiple different crimes, it's under one because that's just, it eats up so much time. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to get people under a, a criminal conspiracy than, you know, if you're going to take every crime he did and put it in that as a separate trial. Oh my God. Like, it, he would be out still yeah and literally the courts would
0: be tied up for years tied up
1: for years so you know that's another aspect of why this is why they use it because back in like before rico and all that shit it would that's exactly what criminals would do is just tie up the tie up the courts yeah so i did not know
0: any of this shit, right but basically his first i mean the the big trials where in 1997, 1998, 2004, 2005, there was two, and then the 2019, he had six major trials and got away with five of them. And he wrote books, he wrote documentaries, and he did all this philanthropy work, supposedly, and trying to do all these things, and oh my God, it doesn't solve the
1: fact that you're a fucking monster man. Exactly, it's like, you're not atoning for it with that. I mean, it's, there's so much damage here. Like, there's no undoing that. There's no, you know, the, for somebody like Archelia, there's no rehabilitation. No. I mean, it's no. just, it's these are his colors, and that's just who he is. If he was let out today, he'd go back and do it again. Mm-mm. 100% he would.
0: 100% he would. Yeah, absolutely. So, Joe. In 2005, when the big shit was starting to come out, originally, like the first real round of fucking shit was coming out, and he was fucking Teflon Don, um, he put out an album called TP3, and at the end of TP3 was trapped in the closet one through five, and for some reason, people loved this.
1: Goddamn right they did. Oh.
0: <laughs> And so then. <laughs> And in in later that year in October, he put out chapters one through twelve as its own collection. When asked about twelve trapped in the closet, it is a hip opera. It's a hip hopera um, that tells the story of this crazy
1: thing. I think you bought you bought the big package DVD, didn't you? Yeah, no I don't I bought it digitally on Voodoo cuz I, I had to rewatch it cuz it had been, you know, <laughs> over 15 years since I've seen it. And Let me tell you Paul. It was just as jarring <laughs> seeing it again after <laughs> that time as it was the first time. Joe
0: Joe, Joe Joe, did he get did he get the special effects guy that David Lynch used that did the bubblegum tree because my
1: god. Um He got he got Omar from The Wire in it. He he
0: sure did, Michael
1: K. Williams. And then, like in part two, he's got Bonnie Prince Billy.
0: (laughs) He's got got Bonnie Prince Billy. (laughs) Yes, he does, Joe. I mean, Jesus Christ, that was the pastor, wasn't it? The the no, he's the sergeant. (laughs) He was the sergeant. (laughs) So, when asked about the writing.
1: of it because of course someone asked him about the writing of it. There's I a lot know. of moving parts in this story, Paul. I'd be interested about the writing too. Like I mean, you draw the diagram, you look like of like what's going on in this, you look like Charlie from It's Always Sunny. Like you know, where he's smoking the cigarette and has the you know the fucking whiteboard with all like the clues interacting with one another.
0: Joe, this reminds me more of when Charlie's fucked up on coke, singing in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's pretty much uh, the Dayman <laughs> musical. <laughs> Got to pay the troll toll to get in that boy's soul. <laughs> Dude, the best thing, the, the one thing, the one
0: miss that our Kelly had in this is he didn't get Danny DeVito to be big man. Um, so, I'd love to see him come out of a closet and shit him. I mean, come out of a cabinet and shit himself. So, so here's what Kelly said,
1: and again, how this didn't raise red flags. Paul, he's a human red flag. <laughs> dude, this whole experience of this whole movie and album is just one giant red flag. Paul, you got like, it's not lost on me. I, I still fucking enjoy it, but I understand it's a giant red flag. Hey, dude, like you watching, you know these things, and you go, "Wow, he was pretty
0: blatant about his shit."
1: Yeah, uh, hey, there's no hiding. He was uh, <laughs> he wasn't even hiding in plain sight. He was just in plain sight. He was just like, "I'm doing this." Um, he
0: said, I don't know how to explain how I wrote it. It just keeps rhyming and rhyming. It took on a life of mind and body of its own. It's alien. I credit the alien with its creation. Yeah,
1: well yep. Yep. I think you're you about know. right there. I don't think you're wrong. This is as, you know. be- as good of an explanation <laughs> I could have thought of. Show know. me the lie, Kelly. Show
0: me the lie, because I'm sure the Grays had a lot to do with this one. <sighs> um I, he I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he then later um stated, because that was crazy, that the dark and moody in- instrumental was Influenced by his frustrations and depression following the best of both worlds tour with Jay-Z, which apparently was an absolute, excuse me, shit show. And what happened with it was R. Kelly, during the first concert, ran a skit that made light of his court case. And Jay-Z was pissed. That he would do something like that. And so he was removed from the act come the second night of the concert. He was like, uh uh-huh. uh, Jay-Z was like, fuck you, dude. Um, and then following that, Kelly was pissed. So the first th- he was two hours late because he was fighting with Jay-Z, then he couldn't make it to the Ohio show. And then it was canceled. And then Jay Z had to deal with some things. Said, "Hey, I got an emergency." That emergency turned out to be Usher's birthday party.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <'Cause> they didn't <laughs> want to deal with R. Kelly's bullshit. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what's going on backstage. And maybe Jay Z saw saw like some glasses of pee, and was like, "Hey, you no, know, I ain't doing this. Nope." So then what happened was they had a Madison Square Garden
0: show on October 20, 29th. R. Kelly decided to tell the audience that two men were showing their guns to him from Jay-Z's group. And that um then fucking the security came and was checking on things. And then fucking... <laughs> Fucking Jay-Z's friend, Tyran Ty-Ty Smith, um, wa- pepper sprayed a bunch of R. Kelly and his bodyguards, So and he was rushed to fucking the ER, so Jay-Z's performing, and supposedly doesn't know anything that's going on, and then was like, hey, R. Kelly would be on any minute, and 45 minutes later, the crowd's going, where the fuck's R. Kelly? And so then Jay, Jay-Z's like, hang on, I'll be right back. And suddenly he's there with Usher, Mary J. Blige, Foxy Brown, Ja Rule, T.I., P. Diddy, and a whole bunch of other people. <laughs> 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 Fucking Jay-Z gave him the business from that. Yeah. Business. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And they both sued each other, suit each other. It turned into a giant fight fucking shit show because our it all started because R. Kelly did a skit that, R, that Jay-Z had no idea he was going to do and fucking Jay-Z was pissed. So, Joe, I mean, fucking, if that's the reality that was going on in fucking R. Kelly's life, are we at all surprised that Trapped in a Closet came to be? You know... You, don't, you just never know where things come from, Paul. <laughs> well, Joe. What I love about this album is we can talk about things like this. This is the first album I really didn't put any notes down because the well, songs are the fucking same.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, except, Paul, and here's the thing. So this album has a lot of things going in its favor for you. <laughs> I One, it's a concept album. We all know how much you love concept albums. Mm-hmm. Two, while it's very repetitive, the lyrics aren't repeti- repeating a lot. In fact, it's just a rambling <laughs> monologue from an unreliable narrator, as far as I can tell. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And three, I mean, let's face it, you're watching the movie version, you see Omar from The Wire rough up a midget and make it shit its pants. What more do you want, Paul? Genesis didn't have that. Well,. I will Harbor say, callers didn't have any of this. <laughs> there is a lot. that Harbor is crawlers didn't have <laughs> just didn't have people <laughs> whipping out their beretas and <laughs> <just> threatening cops and <laughs> Chuck and Rufus. <laughs> I mean, this album is offensive It's so offensive It's so (laughs)
0: offensive, dude There is so much wrong with this album Like, it did not age well at all As I said It it wasn't aged well when it first came (laughs) out In 2006 I think you were supposed to use the term dwarf And not midget in 2005 I'm pretty pretty fucking sure (laughs) 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 Everything but it's just like, <laughs> bitch, please. He's fucking going after gay
1: people. Like, this is bad, Joe. This is really, really bad. Yeah. Let's not even. <laughs> you got the big package later on where everybody has AIDS. Well, well, when we
0: find out, really, it's his euphemism for giving all the fucking girls <laughs> intentional herpes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's <that's> the subtext <laughs> from his real life. <laughs> I think there's a lot of subtext from his real life in this album, Joe. Um, Whew.
1: Fuck. All right, so let's start with chapter one, <laughs>
0: Oh, boy, oh, boy, let's.
1: <laughs> so you see Sylvester. <laughs> Sylvester is the main character, Paul. This is the, what was his name in Lamb Lies Down, Raul?
0: Raul, Raul. Yeah, this is our yeah, Raul. Yeah, so
1: Sylvester's yeah. our Raul here. Yep, he's our he's pink our Tom- from the wall.
0: He's pink. He's our Tommy. It's, he's, yes. Yeah. Yep, he's he's our Tommy. He's, he's our, our Tommy. Tommy. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah he wakes up in another woman's bed.
0: Okay, I have a problem with this right off the bat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, what so you have against one night stands, Paul. <laughs>
0: no, 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 I'm all for one night stands. I'm more of a weekend stand kind of guy, but that's neither here nor there. The thing that that like set off the narrative tone for me that threw me off for a little bit in the first couple chapters is seven o'clock in the morning. The rays from the sun wakes me. I'm stretching and yawning in a bed that don't belong to me. A voice yells, good morning, darling, from the bathroom. She comes out and kisses me, and to my surprise, she ain't you. <sighs> That's right there. To my surprise, she ain't you.
1: So I'm thinking, okay. So he's, like, telling, like, yeah, narratively speaking, it seems like he's telling this to maybe his girl. Right. So. Right, right, right. So, we are... I think it's his wife in this. Wife. You know, I'm so uh, I'm sweating balls. <laughs> I'm just thinking of this. And I'm getting all. It's, it's implied.
0: Yeah, it's implied that they're married. Um, especially in the movie, or it's implied that they're married, but in the album, it's not very clear. So I'm thinking to myself, okay. So as the listener, I'm the you. Okay, so here I am. Okay, I, I'm following you here. I'm supposed to be the person. So things are gonna come and be told to me oh boy was i wrong (laughs) so then i got this dumb look on my face like what have i done how could i have been so stupid to have laid here till the morning sun i must have lost track of time oh what was on my mind uh hey sylvester i could tell you what was on your mind it was the um it was you thinking with the other head. It was the rush of blood to your junk. What do you mean? What was on your mind, buddy?
1: Well, as we realize, as you go through this whole, let's call it, it's a saga. Oh, this is there a was saga. implications. We put Sylvester in this bed in the first place. It's a grand conspiracy, Paul. It's like Twin Peaks, you know. Everybody knew everybody. Everyone was at the club.
0: His well, boy will get there because there was a lot of things like when I'm, when, as I'm listening to this, there's a lot of things where I go, this could stop right now. If someone would just make the right fucking decision, but like twin peaks, there, no one's going to make the right decision. And God, I hope at some point he fucking dies and someone can release all 85 fucking tracks and we can get that. Yeah, we need closure. Paul. <laughs> I don't even want the closure. I just want more of the chaos. I'm just
1: like because the chaos is going to get more wild before it. There's
0: 85 parts, Joe. It better get more fucking crazy. Um, So and I and and again lyrically, this doesn't commit the sin a whole hell of a lot. But my God, by the end of it, dude, I am so tired of that fucking sample. I want to punch children. See, um, I just can't get enough of it, Paul.
1: I'm uh, I'm strapped in for the journey. <laughs> so <laughs> you he, know, he went. To... works as a an overture because it's, the same thing.
0: <laughs> it's it's the same thing. It's just the overture. Of the entire, This is just a Tommy overture for fucking two hours. Wonderful. Um. So he goes from the club to her home. Didn't plan to stay there long. Now he's picking up his clothes, searching for a car keys, trying to get out the door, Joe.
1: Yeah. But, uh, you know, a mystery unravels. Oh, it's you see, he wants to go out the door, but he can't. Because, let me go to my character list, because it's <laughs> hard. <laughs> you need a map! This is like Game of Thrones. You need fucking... You see, Kathy... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She says her husband's coming, and he's like, "Well, why don't I just go out the window?" And she's like, "We're on the fifth floor, so he's trapped." Sylvester is trapped in this apartment. Yeah, it's an apartment. Like, it feels like a house. You know, I, you know, we've spent numerous hours talking about the Black Lodge, so I'm just going to assume this is all in the Black Lodge ball. This has to be all in the Black Lodge. See, but she wants it. <laughs> so he can't get out. Know, so what she does is she puts him in the closet. And he <laughs> and R- oh, Joe. Rufus. What? Rufus. Rufus comes home and he starts <laughs> banging her. Well, making out with her and all uh, As he's the <laughs> his poor Sylvester is just In the closet like uh, Kyle MacLachlan in uh, Blue Velvet. (laughs) Blue Velvet. (laughs) Oh, my God. When Frank comes. (laughs) Rufus
0: is Frank. Oh, fuck. Rufus is... Unfortunately,
1: Rufus, for for Sylvester, his cell phone
0: goes off. What an idiot. Dude, I never... Okay, Joe, I'm going to ask you something. I've had my cell phone for years now. I never have it on Ring. It's always on Vibrate.
1: I have it on, I guess I don't call or whatever. I don't even use my phone as a phone anymore, so I just have it set as ring.
0: Okay, I always have mine on vibrate. All right, go on. Yeah, so,
1: so Rufus, here, here's the, the
0: thing. He oh, but wait, but wait, she deserves an Oscar because she just got done boning this dude, so now she's going to fuck her husband, yeah. right? Right yeah. in front of, right in front of Sylvester.
1: Yeah, Sylvester's <laughs> getting cucked. Yeah, Sylvester's he's cucked.
0: cucked. He was the cucker, now he's the cucky. Yes. 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 yes.
1: Well, now, that, now he's <laughs> Rufus is looking around, and he's coming closer to the closet, Paul. And he keeps what? getting closer. <laughs> Sylvester has no choice but to whip out his Beretta. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, first, though, he looked under, the dresser. He looked, the, under the dresser.
0: he looked under the dresser. Joe, he looked under the dresser first. Oh, Who geez. can hide under a dresser? I well, a he, we'll
1: get to that later, Paul. Because <laughs> 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 I think, I think uh, this isn't Rufus's first rodeo.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, my God. <laughs> characters. Oh, go, Joe. That's going to come later. We're going
0: to. Oh, my God. Oh, you nailed it. We're going to find out. This isn't his first experience. She's been with Big Man. Yep. (laughs) Good old Big Man gets around Paul. (laughs) He works at Dixon's and hangs out at the Pajé
1: Club. So go on. (laughs) Hell no. Now now he's staring at him like he was staring in a mirror, Paul. Oh, my God. And this is where things start to get a little sticky with Kathy because. She's trying to explain things to her now cucked husband. <laughs> cucked pastor. Pastor husband.
0: husband. Yep, because they got to resolve things Christian-like, Joe. So, yeah, so he's got a gun. He's got the Beretta.
1: Yeah, he's in charge here. He's this in charge here. I get a little confused with the. I'm here. with you.
0: I'm with you, Joe. Because he, he can, can leave, leave at any point. <laughs> he can leave at any time. This could have been done right now. This absolutely. He could have been like, fuck you. I got the gun. I'm out. And he doesn't. Instead, we got fucking Rufus talking about bogus shit that's going on in his house. But he was a Christian, so he gave her the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) God damn it, Joe. This is happening right now. Okay. I want to clarify before we continue. And I want to take a narrative pause here, Joe. And I want you to understand that this was happening in a studio. And people were going, keep going. Like, someone was at a soundboard, like, giving the, keep it going. Oh, (laughs) I would. I want to know where this is (laughs) going. I'm strapped in, man. Like, I want to know what's going on. See, I've been in the studio. I know studio time is money. So I'm going... R. Kelly, man, you got a lot of money, but let's not waste it with this bullshit. Come on, dude. Come on, get your shit together. This is a total like fucking coke fever, right here, dude. This is like multiple drugs locked in a studio. Let the fucking guy go. Like, holy
1: fuck, man. So Sylvester's in control. He has the beretta waving it around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But rufus is like <laughs> so semester says i gotta get out of this house and rufus says not until i reveal my secret <laughs> and he calls he calls it and tells this person on the other end to uh, turn around and uh, <laughs> this is the way he phrases it he's like my secret and then it's like in time both you will know the shocking truth <laughs> When he says that in the song, I swear I was driving. I almost swerved and hit somebody. Yeah, like, it's so hard. Joe, I was dying. I, okay, I'll reveal the truth. Like, Nobody speaks like
0: this. Nobody. This,
1: this is no. why I think it's fucking genius.
0: So Joe, I got to admit, <laughs> I took my daughter, my oldest, to go see Scream Six, and I was just, I was like, all right. We got enough time. This is the album dad's doing. I've listened to it a hundred times. Here you go. And my 15-year-old daughter listening to this thing is literally in the car looking at me, going like after every line, what the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck, dad? What the fuck,
1: Dad? I'm going. This is the <laughs> this only kill social services on you, Paul, for playing <laughs> this album. <laughs> <Children>.
0: <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'm a monster. Um but I, I'm looking at my daughter, I'm going, yeah, no, I understand, like, this, yeah, you could, no, I get it, like, yeah, you could say what the fuck, like, totally, because I'm doing the
1: same thing, we're on the same page here, honey, so, we're bonding right now! <laughs> so, Paul, so Paul, <laughs> so Rufus so says cool. the big secret he's gonna reveal, and Sylvester... He's engaged in this story now. He wants to find out. But he's still telling me he's trying to shoot him because he wants to know what's going on. (laughs) And Celeste can leave at any time. And he's in control here. (laughs) He has the gun. He has the gun. My
0: My favorite part is he's like, well, that's he's like, uh, there's something you didn't know, my man. Did she tell you I was a pastor? I said, good, that's better, right? Why can't we handle this Christian-like? And I start to put the gun down till I saw you had that frown. And it's like, okay, so we know you've got the gun up again, okay? And the husband's saying, you know, he's like, hey, man, I didn't know she had a wig on. Like, we're at the club, and he and the husband's like, man, I'd kill you if you didn't have that gun in your hand. And he's like, but your chick chose me. And he's like, don't give me
1: that Mac shit, please. Like, <laughs> your chick chose me. Like, <laughs> what excuse is that? Like, again, <laughs> I am like the I'm like, I don't know what's going on, here.
0: Joe. I, I I've had the displeasure of having a gun on me, like a gun pointed at me before. I want to say something. The words that don't come out of your mouth are, don't give me that Mac shit, please, when you have a Beretta pointed at your fucking head, man.
1: <laughs> well, he's going to shoot them both if they don't say what is on their mind. And now there's somebody coming up the stairs, Paul. <laughs> and he's <has> still <laughs> like, so count, count so wound up, he's going to count to four before he, gets, he shoots one of these people. That... <laughs> Yeah. Kill, Joe, Joe, don't die. Joe, Joe. <laughs> He's, go, 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 go. <laughs> He's trying
0: to kill somebody. <laughs> just relax. Don't go no crazy. <laughs> <You> just
1: leave. And <laughs> no, no, we find don't. out later he, he did five years in prison and he doesn't want to go back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have the gun? Just
0: leave. Like, Why are you letting people know who you are? No, my, my, my favorite part, though, of this whole chapter is the one, he says, Mr. Wait. Two, she says, don't shoot, please. Three, he says, don't shoot me. Four, she screams. Then a knock on the door. And the gun's in my hand. Okay, at that point, again, I understand how nerves are going when you have a gun. If you're saying I'm going to count to f- four and then at four, a unsuspecting sound comes. You
1: shoot! <laughs> but Paul, here's the twist, though. Because because R Kelly's homophobic.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, he can't believe the person who uh, Rufus was talking to was a man.
0: Was a man. 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 Man.
1: man he has man. the echo on that.
0: Well, here we are, the four of us in total shock. Me and her. I close my mouth and swallow spit and think to myself, "This is some deep shit." Okay, now we get. <laughs>
1: So now that's a It's four people <laughs> <laughs> one, has, one has the gun One has the gun One has the gun is in complete control <laughs> And Rufus this third semester's there He's like this is some deep shit And he said, he yells All you, you ask it's crazy. He let me out this door. This is way more than I bargained for. This is like... That line right there is how I feel during the whole trap in the Closet saga. It's way more than I bargained for.
0: <laughs> this is, dude, I did not know what I was walking into. You son of a bitch. You and Annie put me in a place where I... I was not prepared for this. But the part <laughs> that she says we can all fix this, like... Sylvester. Man. <laughs> You have the gun. Just go. Just go. It's like, why are you invested? You can leave now. but There's bigger problems, Jen Bester. Just oh. go home. But he says, yes. I said, no. He says, yes. I said, no. He says, it's the truth. So we're late fr- ain't got a damn thing to do with this. It got a damn thing to do with this. And then she says, but wouldn't you like to know how this all began? And I thought to myself and said, quick, you got three minutes.
1: Fuck
0: you! <laughs> and then he gets real quiet and is <laughs> so somebody start talking. The guy with the gun. It's a Quentin Tarantino movie at this point. Someone fucking talk. You got fucking Samuel Jackson. Speak, motherfucker, speak! Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so this is... So what unravels in this part is we find out that Rufus, who's a pastor, who he was... He's... Uh, has a relationship with uh, this man. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Chuck, the the deacon. Chuck, yeah, Chuck. And it's like you know, you know, he fell, you know, and he's so like they're basically <laughs> yelling at each other about cheating, even though they're both cheating. And Sylvester is just <laughs> standing there with this Beretta <laughs> and just like hanging out, listening to this shit. Even though know, he's made it apparently clear he wants to get up. <laughs> And leave. And leave, then but... it ends with, uh, he calls his home, Sylvester calls his home, and a man picks up the phone. Man picks Hello? up the phone,
0: Hello? phone, phone.
1: So each here's... chapter ends on a twist. Each, <laughs> it's each... like M. Night Shyamalan.
0: <laughs> so what's really, what's, what, what I, what, and again, we talked about the homophobia a little bit on this one. But what's implied in this is that Rufus is in the deeper wrong because it's with a dude. Oh, from her
1: perspective from
0: her perspective
1: and that was the weird thing I, I didn't see that as r kelly being judgmental in fact he's rufus is actually was after the initial shock doesn't seem to really give a shit right right because rufus you know. has got his own yeah right yeah. and it's just like it's whatever so it's like so it's, it's weird that the homophobia is coming from the, the woman character
0: right but i still think even though it's not like I still think again. There's there's sneaky undertones in yeah, all this. Yeah, exactly. So well, well <laughs>
1: not, I wouldn't call them undertones.
0: Paul. <laughs> They're <laughs> right. pretty overt. They're pretty overt. And again, yes, there's it's coming... really
1: subtle about trapped in the closet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it tells you what you're walking into the minute you fucking listen. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, well, it's not coming from the Sylvester character. It is definitely an R. Kelly point of view. Which is interesting, and I was waiting to, for this part to bring this up, because in all the accusations, it actually did came out, come out that there was a couple male victims, but that was not brought up, nor really fucking discussed at all, um, outside of the trial, and really was a what was considered a non-issue. But R. Kelly did have some male things that he was doing as well. Yep. Yep. So there is that
1: aspect to it that came well, out. He was the, like you said, he was assault, He was assaulted by male people when he was growing up. So I, it's, you know.
0: It was the, it, and again, I'm not making excuses for his behavior. Oh, I'm not enough. either. But
1: it's just like it, just, it was
0: the repetition of abuse, right? Yeah. Usually in those instances, uh, as the abusee, unfortunately, you usually become a advocate against abuse or you become an abuser. And that's usually the, I mean, that is the two size of the coin unfortunately so um but now we now in the movie. i gotta jump to the movie joe joe the scene (laughs) the scene in the movie it's like the worst green screen (laughs) is so bad where he's just like it is the worst fake driving r kelly
1: Cannot play anyone other than R. Kelly in anything. Well, he's playing Sylvester in this, Paul. And he's also <laughs> playing the uh, the narrator. And he plays uh, several other characters. He in plays several other... One of them's in blackface, Joe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bet you didn't see that one. I, did.
0: I was wondering who that was at first. I'm like, oh shit, there's a dude in blackface. Oh, fuck. This is even more...
1: Yeah, man. (laughs) Somehow it's worse because it's R.
0: Kelly. Well, no, and I was like, I was like, no, because at first I was like, oh my god, who is that? Because he looked familiar, and I was like, who the fuck's this guy? Who agreed to do blackface with R. Kelly?
1: And then I'm like, wait a tick, (laughs) wait a second, (laughs) fuck, that's him. It's it's wild. (laughs) So he gets pulled over for doing (laughs) sixty in a forty mile zone. Yep.
0: In the no, in the al- out, no, in the album, he's doing eighty-five because he said, "I'm dashing home doing 85 But then the narrative changes, Joe. Yeah. With well, the cops, James like, tells him how fast he's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James tells him, "You are going eighty-five. You're going sixty. You
1: fucking grandma." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sergeant James is played by Michael K. Williams, <laughs> one of my favorite actors. <laughs> like, he's he's in a lot of stuff I enjoy. So he's a great actor. And when I saw him, he I was, was. Like, he, oh, he he yeah he, was. yeah he did. But when I saw it, I was like, Motherfuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited by it. Like, Omar. Hell yeah. Omar's cucking Sylvester. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he gets his ticket yep. Which he, he laments <laughs> Later on, like, and I
0: got a ticket And the cops smoke as he's giving it to him. Yeah, <laughs> Well, it was
1: the year It was the mid-2000s was... Cops were cop allowed to smoke back then <laughs> They are allowed to smoke in their cop cars In the mid-2000s Oh my god Cops uh, were
0: allowed to smoke in their cop cars We were allowed to call people bitches And women bitches It was a magical time, 2005, Joe <laughs> You know it <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, we, gotta, we gotta speed this long Paul's all up. right all right i'm sorry i'm sorry okay, i'm so sorry I, he gets home and like he's all mad because like man answered the phone and she's like hello no, it was twan twan's her her brother who just well, got out of
0: prison oh i know we got to speed this long but do we got to get to the sex scene in this because my god joe he's got a burst of bus ves- vessel in his brain my legs about the crack. I'm getting a cramp. She's about the climax. Cool. Climax. just like, Oh my leg. And he flips over the cover and Oh my God, a rubber. Now <laughs> in the movie, it's implied that she saw the rubber and was <clears throat> yeah, like, she's trying, trying to hide it. She's, she's trying, trying to hide it. it. It's not clear in the, in, in the song. But in the movie, it's definitely like, oh, shit, I, I got to get him. I got to fuck
1: him and get him out of the bed. Well, you see, the media is different between visual and audio, Paul. Like, <laughs> oh. visual, you kind to have to do things a little differently. All right.
0: Fair enough. Continue, sir. So now he finds the condom.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> So they get into a fight. <laughs> he going to burn his house down <laughs> and leave her breathless. He's going to murder her. Well, he's he- already threatened to kill a couple other people this this day already. Paulie, <laughs> even though he just got back from fucking
0: another woman, he's going to murder her for the affair.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah, accuser on crack to have somebody up in his motherfucking house. house. I love that. <laughs> oh, so so they have so, somebody up in my motherfucking house. So they argue and then he and they kind of think oh but we but
0: we get a clue though because the house smells like what Joe? Cigarettes. Yes we do. We get a clue.
1: Yeah, yeah. We need to move this along. All right, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> like, sorry. I'm sorry I'm sorry. <laughs> we we... God damn it. Dude, it's there's a lot to unpack here, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Lynn well, introduces the like, characters that we don't see until after part twelve when she's talking about Roxanne
0: and <laughs> Tina, and I'm going, Who the fuck are Roxanne and Tina? Thank God is the narrator. He's going, Who the fuck is Tina and Roxanne?
1: <laughs> yeah, so you find out like uh well they introduced her to the policeman who stopped him, and that's that, Yep,
0: and because they know Chuck and Rufus. Yep. And and Kathy. <laughs> so everybody fucking knows everybody we learn at this point. They're filled with secrets. <laughs> Doesn't she look almost exactly like Laura Paul? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're in a convenience store with a Vermica table. <laughs> <laughs> so on the
1: next chapter, six. Cream <laughs> corn. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> they uh they basically he's just like it's over you know, he's he starts laughing, He's like today's is so fucked, you know. Yep. And, like, you know, if I went through this kind of day, Paul, where I was just all this. And, you know, break. i having my ber- waving my beret around, threatening <sighs> to kill, like, three people at this point, four and then my people. And my
0: wife. And then my wife. And burn down my house.
1: And get a ticket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, he starts telling her, and she's like, yeah, you've been through some stuff today. And, like, they're kind of, like. They're bonding. Get, getting back along. And then. Yep. <laughs> and then, then Sergeant James shows up. <laughs> he, 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 they're laughing and they're talking. He thinks that it's a commotion, and so it <laughs> causes Sylvester to start whipping his gun around. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester's He's like really, really gunnels with his gun. Just like,
0: <laughs> I have a feeling this is a thing R. Kelly did a lot in his house.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> So they get in a fight. It's a fight with Sergeant James, (laughs) and the gun goes off. Somebody gets (laughs) shot down. It turns out Paul in Chapter Seven. (laughs) Well, they wait a while before they check to see if the guy's even alive or dead. And I'm going, who is this guy?
0: Because they don't tell us at first for like half the chapter. We're like. Who's the guy that got
1: shot? (laughs) Who else could it be besides Twan? (laughs) It's
0: Twan! And I really, when they said it was Twan, I was like, of course it's fucking Twan. (laughs) But he doesn't want to
1: go to the hospital. He just fixes himself up in the back. (laughs) like, fucking, like, just fucking prison tats that shit, dude.
0: (laughs) 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 (sighs) What the fuck? Yeah, at this point, I'm
1: going, what the fuck is happening? Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Did you see, this it? like, they're like, Tron's Twan, shot, but he's all right, you know. <laughs> but also, there's a knock on the door. And it's Rosie, the nosy the neighbor. actually. neighbor.
0: <laughs> yeah i know we gotta move this along. i'm gonna just hit some real quick points here so the the wife is pissed because you killed her baby brother and then the cop uh he ruined his career then we find out the cop's married and he she didn't fucking know that and so now Quinn's pissed at both of them and then juan is like fuck you um It takes the cops like all about killing (laughs) He wants Esther to shoot everybody. (laughs) Tron is even more gun happy than fucking R. Kelly is. So I'm assuming that Tron is based on someone on his fucking crew. That was like, come on, actually use the gun, Kelly. Um, yeah. So he grabs the police officer's gun. He's like, yeah, arrest me later.
1: And I'm going, what? What?" (laughs) And then Rosie well, when, the knock, when the knock happens, he's had enough. He's had enough. <laughs> and then, then, then the cop is like, calls him a pussy. Oh yeah, man of the house, he won't answer the door. Yeah. Sylvester's had enough, balls. And enough. Sylvester's got the gun. Tuan's
0: got the cop's gun. So I wouldn't be talking shit to the dude with the Beretta. I can't. This <gasps> is not shit people see. The one who's just out of prison too. You're right, Tuan don't give a fuck. He just prison tatted his own goddamn shoulder wound.
1: <laughs> oh, just. Turns out it the person at the door, Paul is Rosie the nosy neighbor with a spatula in her hand. Like that's gonna do something against them guns, Paul. She's a real OG Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so now we, now we follow Sergeant James home. <laughs> yep.
0: Oh my god, the southern accent on Bridget. What is that? <laughs> you know.
1: I thought the same thing, (laughs) Paul. Sweetheart, maybe it's that time of the month. You know what I mean. The actress in the scene's not selling it. No, 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 no. But she did look like someone
0: who would fucking watch.
1: (laughs) Good casting, Oh, my God. Oh, she <laughs> she baked a cherry pie, which is another nice Twin Peaks reference.
0: I, Joe, I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, this is an homage. R. Kelly's a Twin Peaks fan. I hate him for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't like my fandom, you fucking monster. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck you. Did you see Bridget at the house, she keeps trying to get him away from the kitchen.
0: Yep, she's trying to get him
1: upstairs. He's getting all suspicious.
0: What I think is weird is he's trying to get him upstairs and she says, "Hun, I bought you some pears.
1: Were they gonna yeah. do something sexual with the pears up in the bedroom, Joe? Yeah. I, I usually keep pears in like, you know, the kitchen area or in the fridge. <laughs> that was kind of my, or in a can in the pantry. Did <laughs> you see James? You know, he's, he needs to heat up his chicken. <laughs> yeah. These are all real things, people. We're not making any of this. We're not making any of it up. (laughs) James comes home with a box of chicken. And then uh,
0: fucking...
1: Oh Which my means, God. It leads me to believe after the whole ordeal at Sylvester's house, he stopped at like a Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He
0: stopped, he stopped at a quick trip and got some cold chicken they eat up when he got home, Joe. <laughs> Very well people. <laughs> because the strip club sushi was out because of all cocaine and R. Kelly already eating it all. <laughs>
1: Oh my god. <sighs> oh. Bridget's acting a little funny now. Paul. She's acting a little weird, my man. She's walking around and you know that being time of the month me. and in the restroom.
0: Like I was in the restroom and he said, What'd you say that for? She says, I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> like my wife says to me, Yeah, I was in the restroom. Okay, I assume you're taking a deuce. Like, what? <laughs> why <laughs> why is that the tell? Does Bridget not shit? <laughs>
1: this is a line in this part too Paul look woman I done told you I'm not going up no stairs (laughs) now he's got a funny feeling something just don't (laughs) seem (laughs) right I
0: told you I'm not going up no stairs Uh, he looks at her and she's well she's backing up, then he says with all my might, woman, I swear I'll shoot somebody if you doing something wrong, have you been doing wrong.
1: What? What? Every right. character's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well everybody every character's complicated, Paul, like <laughs> just like in Twin Peaks. You know it's not surface level. <laughs> and so now he's walking around. He looks behind the refrigerator. It's kind of like, uh, you know, when Rufus looked under the... it's like, I don't think it's his first rodeo.
0: No, I don't think it's the first rodeo. And uh, then he looks over by the stove while she's easing over to the dishes. He moves the refrigerator. But this is where the story gets scary, Joe. (laughs) He gets something, Paul. (laughs) Because he notices the pie on the counter. And something is missing. And now the story's getting scary. Because he comes to realize that Bridget's allergic to cherries. Why? Joe. (laughs) Joe. I'm going to pause this again. I know we got to hurry this along. But I'm going to tell you something. I have a food allergy. That food is not allowed in my house. (laughs) And that's not by me. That's by my fucking family. My family will check food. And be like, make sure it's not in the house. So why the fuck... James Ham his wife, who's allergic to the fucking stuff, make the fucking pie.
1: Paul, <laughs> life's a mystery. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Now my but now he's getting to the cabinet. No, he's getting I,
0: close I, to the cabinet. He's Jonah, getting to the cabinet. Before that, could my favorite part of those whole fucking twelve things? Then he says move, she says no, he says move, she says no, bitch move, she moves.
1: <laughs> I mean the, the situation is escalating, Paul. This, this is good storytelling. <laughs> Me and
0: my daughter were Dying when that was going on And then it goes right to the Then he looks at the cabinet He walks to the cabinet Gets close to the cabinet Now he's opening the cabinet uh, He's helping the, <laughs> the tension, Paul uh, Joe, you oh. can say this next line here Because I have
1: said the word enough <laughs> Not only is there a man in the cabinet, Paul But the man is a midget Midget, midget, midget. midget. <laughs> like a, like a, you know, the weird thing is, like, you know, like R. Kelly thought this was f- like funny and shocking, and <laughs> it's shocking, all right. But just how cavalier he is a puppet
0: dude! Dude, wow! And again, every you got to think about all the people that heard this and went, "Yep, yep, yep." <laughs>
1: just imagine in the studio, he's just going, and they're like. Oh, wait,
0: wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and nobody thought to put a stop to any of it.
1: All right. So now, Paul, according according to the narrator, who's also looks a lot like Sylvester, but as we Lynchian fans know, that doesn't always mean they're the same person.
0: <sighs> uh, like Snake
1: and Bobby, and and uh... <laughs> his name's not snake Paul. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: And Mike and Bob. Yeah. No. Exactly. All right. yep. Now yep. the midget jumps out of the cabinet and stomps on the policeman <sighs> on his nose. Fucking Christ! <laughs> he runs. The, like, it's, like, What is happening? <laughs> like, this is so offensive. This is <laughs> this is so fucking offensive. <laughs> <laughs> this whole chapter is so wrong on so many levels, dude. What I think is like R. Kelly just like oh there was a. A little person in Twin Peaks. Well, I better have one in this. That's what I think, Joe.
0: I said the same thing.
1: There's so many homages to David Lynch in this, Paul. It's
0: It's it's basically a love
1: letter to David Lynch.
0: It really is. And David Lynch should be upset. (laughs) Demand that it gets returned the sender. The Policeman's hopping around on one leg, screaming son of a bitch while he runs under the table. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the heels freeze, dives over the table, lands on the midget. And the midget is kicking real fast, screaming out, Bridget,
1: Bridget. Okay, so oh, <laughs> this is where the mystery gets worse, Paul. Oh my God. Because he's like, man, what the hell are you doing in my house? And he wipes the cherry crust, pie crust, off his mouth and says, man, I was paid not to tell you. Right. There's a clue. There's a, clue. There's a clue. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's wrapped in the mystery, Paul. Invitation to love. Invitation to love.
0: What was their name? But then Creative. he pulls
1: out his gun and says, "Trespassing man, I got the right to shoot you, Mister." The man that paid me to do
0: this would kill, would kill me if I tell you.
1: Now here's he has a gun. <laughs> he pulls the gun. Don't, don't. <laughs> this person, big D. <laughs> He's in a he's in a tough situation. <laughs> if he doesn't say, he's dead. But if he does say, he's dead. And so what do you do in a situation like that, Paul? Well, you just shitted yourself. <laughs> <laughs> which is so, so many layers of <laughs> what the fuck at this <laughs> point. Don't, don't.
0: There's like a hip hop that R. Kelly wrote. Where he uses the line I think I just it on myself
1: no, You didn't get that in the wall, did you? You
0: <laughs> didn't get that in Tommy, did you? Yeah,
1: Tommy didn't shit his pants <laughs> and so This is why he's, this is the greatest concept the album ever
0: made <laughs> Oh my god, Joe I died because I was like, holy fuck, a midget shit himself Just like Joe said <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't lying Paul You were lying I had no idea I was like that's gotta be something No you were being very very literal
1: <laughs> Alright so Now we're at Sylvester's house Paul oh, bitch. Juan's got a patch On his shoulder they're playing cards Getting along <laughs> uh, The phone rings And uh, Bridget found her, Found the number in her husband's pocket Yep She had to call Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't give us a reason why Sylvester goes to no! James's place But he does With Twan, uh, <laughs> with, Twan. <laughs> with, with, with Twan Because That's a thing
0: My, my, my favorite part is Two minutes later Gretel and shaking her head Saying girl I understand Sylvester says who is it baby She hangs up and gives him the address now, meanwhile, back at the policeman's house, the midget is crying his ass off while he's lying through his teeth, about to get his little ass torn off.
1: Jesus Christ! Yeah, that didn't oh, happen. Oh. Lamb lies <laughs> down. Hence, <laughs> an inferior concept ball. <laughs> all right, we gotta move this along. Paul. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do, Joe.
0: Oh. Because James
1: points his gun, says, "We're all gonna die up in this kitchen." Too because Bridget's
0: also got a double barrel that she pulled from her purse (laughs) don't forget the midget has an inhaler (laughs) because he's got ass on it's acting up (laughs) it's not good for his heart because he already shit himself (laughs) and uh, you know
1: Sylvester and Twan show up and they're wondering why the kitchen has a funky smell (laughs) Twan and Sylvester
0: are sniffing around trying to figure out what's that smell oh my god (sighs) <sighs> and now the midget begins to wake up Because he fainted from all the madness
1: I don't blame him I don't like it
0: Joe, I almost passed out a couple of times Laughing so hard through this fucking podcast Buddy
1: So there's three guns <laughs> In this kitchen In this kitchen With a cherry pie A man with shit in his pants <laughs> It was Big D and he points to you know, he says his name is Big D. Is it Big D? <laughs> big man. Big, big man. It's Big Man. He, he says he was blessed, blessed in the, the movie. He points to his dick.
0: He points to his dick. And they're trying to figure out, man, someone done broke wind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and then Juan just wants, wants to shoot everybody.
0: Juan wants to kill everybody. Man, just let me shoot them all. <laughs> he's gone blood crazy. <laughs> and then and then (laughs) and then they find out that uh then uh, he never should have gone Sylvester says he never should have gone to the page club and big man's like page i've been there that's probably where you know me from (laughs) then we get another mystery later Mm -hmm. the club the club does yeah page gets mentioned a lot then james we get another uh Clue wrapped in secrets Joe hey hey Chuck and Rufus Let's get back to the matter at hand Yeah well then it's like Well how do you know Chuck and Rufus Okay I know we gotta move this along But we already know how he knows Chuck and Rufus because we were told Earlier if you've been paying attention That she met him That that Kathy met or that Gwen Sorry Gwen met James through Chuck and Rufus So why Sylvester's Thinks this is weird this is part where the narrative Starting to kind of unravel on itself a little Bit (laughs) I don't
1: It's all by design design. I'm trying Joe I'm trying He's making it sound like he's just making it up as he goes along
0: (laughs) It's kind of like when I corrected the Lie 2016 2012 it doesn't matter (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Oh shit (laughs) because she's three months pregnant because she's sick joe
1: yeah she's pregnant but it's not it's not james's baby it's big man's baby big big man's because he works
0: he's a stripper that works at dixie's i'm assuming that's going to come in in the other 84 parts
1: (laughs) Uh, i think uh, yeah probably i'm trying to remember if that shows up in the In the club parts, but I'm not sure. I don't think it does. I don't think Dixon's comes up yet. Nope. Well, now we got to jump back to Kathy's house, Paul. Oh, boy. Because Rufus, (laughs) through all this, we have all forgotten about Rufus, Kathy, and and what's his name? Kathis,
0: Rufy, and Chuck. Chuck. (laughs) This is where we get the first musical break. Yep. Yep. This is where the music changes, finally. Come on, try it, motherfucker, fuck you I swear to God, just try it, let me at her Come on, bitch, skank, just try it, motherfucker
1: (laughs) Yeah, and they're still arguing about everything that happened And they're talking about, like, if this story goes on the news Like, I don't know why it would go on the news (laughs) But it does,
0: it does, Joe, it does later (laughs) (laughs) It's both (laughs) wonderful and strange (laughs) Oh Christ So they're arguing And then a phone call And it's Gwen calling Kathy Yeah Yep And this is where it turns into Mulholland Drive Yes it is This is absolutely Mulholland
1: Drive Cause you see Uh, one of them was (laughs) god damn it paul you explain it okay all right right, right. all right right. because that hoe was me she didn't know know that kathy was the one that sylvester was with
0: right because because yes they're friends so gwendolyn is
1: explaining that kathy says "Gwen, i'm sorry girl but that hoe was me Yes, because we played the whole thing. So what happened was she calls Gwen. The crusty wig wear no. <laughs> the
0: crusty Wig wear no. Um, because you wouldn't recognize your friend in a wig. Cause yeah. But the point is, is that um so <clears throat> Gwen calls Kathy because now Tuan and Sylvester are the house. So now she's gonna call him Dish. Like, hey, I got fucking like Sylvester I came goss- in here. Yeah, yeah, you fucking gossip like. You met, introduced me to James, now I find out James is fucking married, and fucking Sylvester is over there.
1: And now when fuck- Sylvester told her the story about the pastor having the boyfriend, like, how many people does Gwen know?
0: Well, and again, <laughs> you know I mean? I, And again, early on, she mentions Chuck and Rufus, and he's telling her the story, and they're laughing and laughing and laughing. So, I, why again didn't he go, Chuck and fucking Rufus and Kathy, that's where I just fucking was. So, Again, the narrative is
1: really falling apart.
0: Like it no, no, re- no, it's it, not it,
1: falling apart, Paul. It's it's just it's just showing that they're just not <laughs> thinking about it. Like we're you know, we know it's like twin peaks and like, Dude, that's true, that's true. We knew we knew that, that fucking horn. Of course, was Audrey didn't know going to one-eyed jacks would be a bad idea. Right. But we, we knew was,
0: Yeah. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, no, she's yeah, she's the crusty ass wearing ho and <laughs> And uh, so That's where this ends on that cliffhanger Where and again of all the Cliffhangers to kind of end on that one was kind of A whatever Like I I really wasn't all that invested for that I'm like okay that's a good end of the story Like this is like um, Like you could stop it right here And this would be old country for no (laughs) Man. I really Bad for Tommy what's so (laughs) Of old country For no Man where there's just you just kind of get a slice of life and that's it. We did not need 13 through whatever. We did not yeah, need
1: 23. 20- <laughs> yeah, we did, Paul. All
0: right, Joe. Joe, we've been here for a long time, so let's get to the aftermath
1: of this. Um, people love this. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> um, it's great,
1: Paul. What the fuck's wrong with you? Chapter one.
0: Went double fucking platinum.
1: Goddamn right it did. <laughs> it went double
0: platinum, Joe.
1: It peaked
0: in Belgium, in the UK, in France, Germany, Ireland, in the in the in the Netherlands, New, New Zealand, fucking Swiss, fucking it was all over the US billboards. This was a thing. <laughs>
1: this was a thing. Yeah, ball. I love it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on. All
0: right. Joe, we got more to get into this later because we're gonna do the other two albums at, at different points. Yeah. So I'm I'm just gonna say to you, I'm gonna ask you because we've been here for two hours. This is our longest podcast. <laughs> we haven't <laughs> done one like this long since Twin Peaks. Which is <laughs> <Just> rightfully so. <laughs> it all fits. Would you recommend chapter one of Trapped in a Closet?
1: You mean chapter one through 12? Would I recommend Trapped in a Closet, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Of course I would. <laughs> uh... It's a no-brainer, Paul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Paul?
0: <laughs> Would I recommend Trapped in a Closet? Yeah. Um, <laughs> damn it. I mean, yeah. God damn it. Because I of... mean, okay. Elk, Al, Putting all of it aside, everything we went through with disclaimers, all the horrible things about R. Kelly. This is not genius. I'm sorry. I'm not recommending it for genius. Oh, it's genius. At <laughs> yeah, another level, Joe. It's a gene the aliens wrote it, and that's from the guy's fucking old mouth. Um,
1: yeah, it's brilliant. and I don't <laughs> I don't know what you're <laughs> when you say it's not genius, Paul, you're just being intellectually dishonest. Oh my
0: God, damn it. it's it's Tommy was so I mean, it's the room genius. It's fucking um. God, what movie did I watch the other night? Oh, Time Barbarians, <laughs> Time Barbarians, Joe, Exterminators from the Year Three Thousand, genius. Hey, um that movie, <laughs> that movie
1: didn't go double platinum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this was successful. Those worked.
0: I, I, I have to think that part of the reason why I went double platinum was for the oddness of it. Like, like it's a spectacle. It's a thing. Um, it's amazing. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a character named Bankhead later in it. All right. Rosie um, the nosy neighbor. Paul. <laughs> I mean, yes, I'm going to recommend it for the fucking insanity <laughs> Pimplu- of it. Insanity. Yeah. I mean, Pimp Lucius. It's comes also in just
1: it. it's. It's offensive. It's it's hilarious when it's not supposed to be hilarious. Like yeah, that's
0: that's the thing it's unintentionally like he really thought he was doing something here. And at the time people were really bought into this thing because I think of the hype machine of it, but really, um, you know, I mean, you talk about, you know, I know we skipped through a lot of it, but there's a lot of things that are that subtext of the midgets, not really being like comic relief, not being taken seriously as people. The fact that in that last chapter, they are referring to the fact that because, Chuck is gay, he automatically has an STD that yeah. now Kathy has. There is a lot of very, I mean, it's abuse. offensive on all levels. Paul. It's offensive on all levels. I mean, the treatment of women, the, the, there's a lot of subjugating. I mean, again, when you look at what was going on now and like, you know, all the things that R. Kelly did, this is almost like the confession of, yeah, I'm a horrible person. This is a very stream-of-consciousness thing that came out in this unintentionally offensive, <laughs> ridiculously comedic thing. Um, That all being said, I still have to recommend it for the bat-shittery of it. Um, People will be talking, I mean, we're still talking about it. I think people are still finding it, I, just like we are. And people are still, like, I think the what-the-fuck-of-it is even more... It's kind of like The Office, right? Like when we did that small podcast of me now watching The Office versus when you guys first watched The Office. It's not quite that level, but there are so many more things to it now where the nuance of it has completely changed. So for me hearing about it from the first time versus when our our listener um, and recommender Annie was listening to it where it was, wow, this is a hip-hop opera. This is a giant thing. This is important. This is going to change music. I'm going...
1: Holy fuck. <laughs> this was okay at a time. <laughs> yeah, this was socially acceptable. Well, this was
0: socially acceptable and sold and people were all for it. And there were lighthearted parodies and people were okay with everything that was going on with it. Yeah, I mean it's a fucking spectacle. It's a thing. we live in the timeline where this exists. Yes, I'm going to recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I should not live in this timeline. I, there's there's timelines we talked about that has way cooler shit. What did I get? I got fucking R. Kelly's fucking manifesto on how to be an asshole in rock opera. I mean, in hip-hop opera form. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, we have two more of these to do.
1: Yeah, well, we're not doing them right away, so...
0: No, we are not. Joe, do you have any plugs? No. Okay. I don't have any plugs either. Joe, we spent two hours on this. Do you have any last words? <laughs>
1: no. no. It's, 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 just, it's just perfection, Paul. It's, it's the perfect concept album. <laughs> Joe, do you want to take us out? Well, he even asked me what my. my Oh my god! I'm trying to.
0: God damn it, Joe, Joe. See, I'm broken. I'm broken from this, Joe, Joe, Joe. What are we doing next week? (laughs) Uh,
1: This next one, (laughs) because I knew this one was going to go off the rails. (laughs) Just, I just. My next pick is going to be kind of ground we've covered, but it's been probably. Almost, it's been over twenty years since I've heard listen to this album. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I just want to give it another shake, and uh, so we're going to go back to the the Floyd Machine, Paul. Ooh, okay. We're going to listen. We're going to talk about Roger Waters' solo album, "Amused to Death." Ooh,
0: yes, I'm fine with that because that doesn't technically count. Nope, nope. We're, nope what do you mean daily. it doesn't technically count? Well, I mean because we did genesis and we've done phil collins so yeah. doing pink floyd and doing roger waters totally yeah we're not actually treading yeah we're not repeating so i'm i'm yeah, that counts completely oh you did amuse to death and not interesting okay i would have thought you would have done his other one but we'll do amuse to death apps i love that well, yes
1: others, you know <laughs> Yeah. but uh yeah no i want to do Amused to death Cause I haven't heard it in a long time and I'm just, I want to see if it still stands up or not. I, so yeah, I, I will. Yeah. Okay. Cause of course he has nothing controversial going on with him. <laughs> so like, this will be easy peasy.
0: <laughs> Speaking of controversy. I know we've been here a long time. We both want to go. I do want to have this conversation on air. I don't want to take it off. We had yet another request come in, Joe, from yet another fucking listener. <laughs>
1: We just did two hours of trap in the closet (laughs) Well (laughs) we had to speed up that last hour Because there were so many plot holes (laughs) So
0: this is This was my thing And I said to this person I didn't think we would actually do it Because And I want to get your opinion of it They want us to do a soundtrack And I said I didn't think That really counted towards what we do When it comes to rating albums and I wanted to get your opinion on that.
1: We've already done soundtracks though. Well, we've done like We did the we Sergeant did Peppers, Pepper because and we did that, the Tommy soundtrack. True, but
0: those were based on the movies and they, they had like the same we did the soundtrack versions of those albums. Yeah. But but so are you're fine with with, with soundtracks then?
1: Well, as long as it it has some coherence to it. If it's just like the Days to Confuse soundtrack, it's just just AM fucking whatever. We're just going to talk about songs we have all heard a million times before, so I I wouldn't be happy about it. (laughs) Okay, well then we will continue this conversation offline
0: because I will tell you what it is offline and and then we can decide on that. All right. So, all right, Joe, do you want to take us out now? No, 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 no. did we love you did we hate you do you even care yes you did we're the best damn review team out there how did we rate your album